I said talk to me, damn it, or else I'm gonna throw you in the fire! You stupid bitch, you fuckers! <laughs> Welcome back to Flyover State of Fear. I got to go to another great guest for you this week with Ash from the Kill the Dead podcast and host of Rise of the Dead podcast. How's it going, Ash? Thanks Hi. for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. Everything's great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're uh, hopefully finally like turning the curve of the weather. I mean, we were just telling you, by the time people actually listen to this, it'll be, I don't know, July, August. I don't really know. But... <laughs> Right now it's May, and it's like the, our weather's so bipolar, right? Like you're in Ohio, oh, I'm in New Jersey. Yes, Ohio, the land of bipolar ass weather. Like, <laughs> yeah. My wife came home today, and it was like warm at the windows. I'm chilling day, and her uh, she had a sweater on because it was cold this morning. And then I was like, we want to go for a walk. She's like, all right, let me take my sweater off. <laughs> you know, so definitely by the time anyone's listening, it's definitely better but it seems like everything's changing really thanks for coming on i uh, uh appreciate it. i saw you one day just tweeting out about troll 2 and i freaking love <laughs> troll 2 that sticker <laughs> i shared is right here oh my gosh yes uh, yeah <laughs> and uh, uh i absolutely love anyone who loves troll 2 it's such a we're not talking about that today but it's such a, like a a perfect encapsulation of uh, I could almost tell someone's horror fandom of how they think of Troll 2. So, good stuff. Yeah, all thanks to uh, my good friend Michael. Uh, <laughs> on his show, The People Under the Scares, he decided to have me on the show and make me watch Troll 2. And um, I was not a fan of it. I was no. like, why in the hell did you force me to watch this? <laughs> and I watched the documentary before like the movie. Yeah. And I was just like, Okay, and then it's like I watched the movie that one time, and like I could not stop thinking about it. It's like, so it, bizarre. It is. It's definitely a bizarre, wild trip, and it's like I freaking love it. I even have a a Neil Bog poster above my I think bed. You shared that. <laughs> um, and I need that for all this. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's I that very particular movie. I re, like had a visual memory of it. I think from like from like my brother or something renting it as a kid probably just as a normal horror movie and then a decade later or something when they were promoting that documentary i saw a clip of it and i it all clicked and i went that's the thing in my memory with the green goop and then since then which is probably like 13 years ago 14 whatever long it is ago just a fan so i I was like i was like you need to come on the show i'm so glad you did um but Having said that, um, what is your, so for any new listeners, I do ask what your horror origin story is like, and you can answer that any way you want, I tell them, you know, you could say how it is you didn't get into horror, or you clearly are into horror, because you podcast about it, and talk yeah. about it, and have Neil Bach posters. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, my origin story. So, um, my first encounter with, like, horror was with Poltergeist, and that movie, as a kid, scarred me sure. <laughs> it's specifically one scene when homeboy's in the bathroom and he's like peeling his face steven spielberg's hands you find out that they're yeah. like insane yeah and like even till this day like i can't watch that movie often because i feel like the it's, dread and just like hearing this history about it it just really messes with me it's so weird you mention poltergeist because that is a movie where i think when i was a kid and I said on some of the show, I was like, yeah, it's like a easy horror, like starter. Like it didn't, I thought it was creepy, but it didn't hit, right? right. I mean, talking about like maybe teens-ish, not kid. I'm sure as a kid, I thought it was terrifying. The older I've gotten, 
I don't like. I think it's more. I think it, there's something more disturbing and scary about it to me. The older I get, I just turned thirty recently, and it's one. I own it, and around like whenever, especially when you're loading up in your horror movies in like the fall, I, I go ah maybe not tonight. I don't feel like feeling like uneasy. Let's just go yeah. with you know, whatever slasher. And never thought that, but I was like, it's grown scarier maybe because like I mean I don't have a home, I don't have a house, but like you know we live. I live on our own on my own and blah 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 but uh it's so funny you say that and then yeah the history behind it i remember um we were already talking about like being um being in high school do you remember the e true hollywood stories uh-huh they did a uh a haunted um a cursed movies like the cursed um on shutter on shutter but each hollywood story did it back when that was like big and they had like a three a, an hour and a half like full thing about just the poltergeist and it was terrifying it's really sad like because we say yeah like just like the amount of cast members that passed away so tragically and it's just yeah it's a it's a it's a tragic one to dive into and then like i don't even like like even um I don't you know like like acknowledgement even that third one right because of like oh, she yeah. was she was sick she had to work like they you know the directors like you know I was like yeah I did it because the studio forced us to finish the movie but we, I I think I saw it in the shot but anyway uh, any like really um so the poltergeist was your your like where you're at and then yeah I know where did that spawn to like so. My first actual horror movie that I was able to watch all the way through as, like, like growing up was Child's Play. Love Yeah, until this day, I don't mess with dolls. Dolls, okay, it takes a lot for me to be creeped out, and dolls is one of them. And <laughs> Did you find the doll in, um, like, the, the real, not, it's not Chucky, uh, like the real uh, Annabelle, like the actual Raggedy Ann, creepier, creepier than like the the scarred up one. No, when I found out that the real Annabelle was a Raggedy Ann doll, I was like, really? That's ten times <laughs> scarier for me. Yeah, dolls are creepy. I, I, uh, I absolutely adore Child. I freak. I adore Child's Play and like that Chucky just as a series and franchise so much that I forget they're like doll movies, like creepy doll movies yeah. to some people. Um, so, yeah, they're... Uh, man, I can, you know it's the worst part? I can't even think of any, like, good doll movies that are... Uh, let's see. Uh, I mean, I'm a sucker for Puppet Master. Puppet Master's <laughs> fun. Puppet Master's fun. I, I've only ever watched, like, the first one or two. Oh, I think it's like 13, right? There's tons of them. Like, yeah. I'm like, what else can we do? But Ooh. I mean, they're a lot of fun. I mean, um, speaking of like doll movies, if uh, you have Pinocchio's Revenge, you have Dolly yeah, Harris. I, I shouldn't say they... there's no good doll movies. That's, yeah. that's misinformed. There's there's a lane of doll movies, and they ran with it. Yeah. Like the level, like Pinocchio's Revenge, and you know, it's a really it's more of a drama, but it's pretty it's... creepy. The, have you watched um Magic? Uh, with Anthony, with Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins the uh, the puppet the puppeteer. Yeah, I, cause I I can't. It's been a couple of years. It was like a first watch for me. Yeah, if you want but, to get under your skin, get that one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Domu. That's that's about. It's funny. Most it's I I like that you said the two like Poltergeist to Child's Play, definitely reversed for me, right? So yeah. I was scared of Child's Play, and then I grew out of it and loved it, and then like Poltergeist, I've just grown being like, nah, I'm, I'll save it for the daytime. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta have the lights on. Yeah. But um, yeah, like it's just crazy because like as a kid, I was terrified of like horror movies, and then like growing up, my mom really got me into horror movies. Like if you ask her today, she's gonna be like. No, I didn't. It's like, yes, you did, because we went to Blockbusters, and we rented this movie and that movie, but... Um, Would you run down the eye, the horror aisle um, and, like, kind of be like... like yes! Yep. Yes! But, yeah, yep. So, pretty much, as a kid, I was a scaredy cat, and look at me now, like, I have all these posters around Same me, my car here. is decked out as stickers, I watch horror movies before I go to bed, I, I just... <laughs> 
there's a few I won't, but yeah. Yeah, like, and so, like, my, like, um, becoming older, like, my, um, my taste in movies, like, are maturing a little bit, so if you were to ask me what's, like, my favorite sub-genre of horror, there's a whole plethora of it, but I'm a slasher girl through and through. I love, I love slasher, I love gore, I love international horror films because they're so original like i love i love everything about horror i love that that's yeah it, you you hit the nail on the head there and who all right i'm gonna need i'm first i'm gonna need who's your slasher we can only pick one jason Voorhees. okay well happy <laughs> friday the 13th for you tomorrow yes. <laughs> uh there's mine freddie um Chucky's a close second uh, yeah, my Jason taste is so not what the fans like. Not what uh, I just there click. I watched all of them this past year. I have the Scream Factory box set, but it's me, Freddy vs. Jason, Jason X, and like I like the remake a lot. Yeah, I there was one in the older ones. I absolutely I have his mask right here too. I'm just going to take it off. Um, but yeah, no, I I recently discovered late Fridays, so I think yeah. that's why. Um. That's awesome. And then, yeah, international heart. Like, I'm trying to broaden my horizons more than just, like, The Orphanage. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is a fantastic movie, but, like, you know, it's your starter. Like, there's a top five starter, I feel like, internationals, and we branch out. Oh, yeah. And they're just, it depends on which region you get into. Like, they are off the walls, off the chain. But, like, The French is my favorite like region to get into and it's mm. just like like when it comes to like french extreme films martyrs is not, my favorite i have not um gotten into that i recently mentioned martyrs and tweeted about it because i was in our secondary like dvd store and there was a it's not shouldn't be but they clearly didn't want anyone to buy it or it was a joke it was the blu-ray and it was a hundred dollars and it had stickers on it you go to my look on my tweets and it was like, do not buy this movie. Absolutely do not. It, no one should watch it. And it had, uh, you know, stickers on it. Uh, but it was a hundred bucks. I was like, it must be rare. And I would Google it. You, you can buy it for what? $20. You can watch it right now for free on Tubi. Like, I, So I wanted to bring that up. So following you, we've been following each other briefly. I wanted to call you the queen of Tubi. And like these like lanes of like, like you're always tweeting and watching these like deep cut horror movies that aren't. Um, I don't know, like, I suddenly and I'll just watch the trash every Wednesday that are, like, you know, the, the Wild Eye releasings in your uh, Asylum films. You actually watch the good ones of everything, and, and <laughs> I've been following your recommendations because they're, they're, like, they're just good finds on Tubi. They're such better services, like Tubi and, um, uh, I don't know, all the free ones. I'm playing. Yeah. Them, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, um. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that. Like you brought that up because uh, the premise of my show, Rise from the Dead, um, my myself and a guest, we we review lesser known horror gems, and then we try to figure out if it should rise from the dead or stay buried. Oh, I love that. And the reason why I decided to go along with that uh, type of shows because there are so many amazing movies out there that a lot of people are not aware of, like like. A lot of people are so, I want to say, focused on, like, mainstream films and, yeah. like, the most popular, like, villains and all that stuff. I'm like, well, if you like this movie, then you should definitely check out this one. Like, there's just so many amazing movies that deserve to get a chance to, like, be seen. And I'm just, I, I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a show about it. <laughs> I love that you made a show about it. I love that you um, are highlighting something like that today on this episode, too. Um, the one I always give recommendation of a poster back there, uh, and I just covered it, or I don't know when their episode drops, but I went on sh- shaking out scared to talk about it is a uh, Funhouse Massacre. Oh, that's um, that was one. one of my favorites, and I like followed the production of it, and I, so I need to get more like of those recommendations there. But I love that about your show, and um, you're right because they need love too and then some don't i like some don't need to rise from the dead some yeah don't and there's to... a couple of them that i've Actually, reviewed <laughs> yeah we, i just reviewed one and it's revealed on this show and it for uh not reviewed talked about um with uh, uh what's your least favorite scary movie and they picked um 
Danielle Harris's uh, directorial, like not director debut, but her, the movie she directed. Among um, friends. Amongst friends, and I didn't. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all on recording. We talked, and we had a great conversation. Didn't like. I didn't love the movie. It was like it was that level of like maybe that one should stay dead. Yes. <laughs> well, listen to that episode to find out what we talked about. Um. Anyway, thank you so much. And uh, so you did pick a really fun one though. Um. Repo, the genetic opera, uh, two thousand eight, directed by Darren Lynn Bowsman. I said that right. Uh, and before we really like dive into anything, I'm just going to read the synopsis that I found on Google. And for anyone listening and for Ash, I didn't read this beforehand. <laughs> so, and these descriptions are usually good or bad. Uh, okay. So, in the mid 21st century, an epidemic of organ failures leads to the rise of a Genco, a, a company providing transplants at a great price. Those who miss their payments become targets of Genco, uh, mercenaries who repossess the organs. In a world of drug addiction and legalized murder, a sheltered youth seeks a cure for her rare disease as well as information about her family's mysterious history. Her questions are answered at the Genetic Opera. I like that. That it's touch- not- Yeah, it touches base on pretty much of like what majority of the movie's about. That doesn't give away too much of it. That's better than, and why when I started doing this is, uh, if you read the synopsis for Scream, it's like horror classic from horror slasher classic from 1995. No information. So I want to read it, and they're hit or miss. So that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get that. Um, I we do have to add though, like it's missing the big disclaimer of like uh, Paul Savini. Paul Savino just. sings and like does everything he can (laughs) in Paris Hilton and uh oh my god yeah this uh this was a wild one and uh I guess uh yeah there's really usually like run some fun facts but we'll go as we through with that go I'll go we'll talk about as we go through and this really didn't have a big release so there's no box office um I hope they made their money back one day on like through the cult you know and and sales um, but it had an $8.5 million budget. Uh, so why why Repo? I chose Repo because, <laughs> I mean, like I said, I like to uh, show love to the deep cuts. And Repo, I mean, it it, does, it has a really great fan base, a, uh, a following. And it's like, I still feel like not a lot of people talk about it. Because, I mean, when you think of like, a horror musical, something along the lines, you think instantly Rocky Sweetie Horror Todd. Picture Show. Well, oh. Sweetie Todd, Todd and Rocky Horror yeah, Picture Yeah, Rocky Show. Horror. And right. I, 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 and I, the thing I told you uh, during the pre-show this, I love that you pick something like this because I would never seek this out. I'm not, I have, musicals don't ever really hit for me. Yeah. Um, like pure musicals. Uh, Rocky Horror, I'm waiting to give another shot because my, my perception of Rocky Horror is when I was like, 12 yeah <laughs> and i don't think i had the maturity to uh know what i was watching so i'm like saving that to you know do with some friends one day and right. reevaluate it it's uh, a lot of fun i love yeah. rocky horror <laughs> yeah no it looks like a lot of fun and that's why i want to uh get in uh get into it and watch that one one day but yeah the only other one i i could think of is something like sweeney todd which yeah. well, once again didn't really ever for myself touch base Right, and it's like I was a theater kid, so okay, there, yeah. So this was like, ooh, two of my favorite things, horror and musicals. I'm and like, let me give it a let me give it a shot and see what like all the hype's about. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love it. And so I wanted I wanted us like to talk about it because, like I said, one like I feel like it's not talked about enough. No. Two is pretty damn good, and three I feel like it's a perfect. Well, I want to say perfect, a good enough musical for someone who's not into musicals to yeah. like check I it out. Because I sent my, I have a group of friends I watch movies like this with. We get together every Wednesday, or we get together on like weekends and play drinking games to them. And I texted them as watching it. Um, and my wife's included in this group, but she don't doesn't like horror movies except for ones that are easy digestible. <laughs> um, 
And I said, this is a Saturday. We call them Saturday movies. We're basically drink to. And I'm like, this is a Saturday movie. We have to do it. Because uh, it's it's exactly what you described. It's 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 really fun. It has an aesthetic. My wife did ask if she would like it. And I said, you don't like steampunk stuff. So no, but you'll yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> if you're with the big group and we're laughing and making, you know, comments, you'll enjoy it. Um, but that's awesome. Uh, so I guess I'll just start diving into the movie and uh, Ash, you'll need your help with this. But my first thoughts immediately were like, this is, if we take 2000, if we take 2008 hot topic and like what green day, people who were really into green day and like mashed them into one and they couldn't get the rights to any of their like Tim Burton, Tim Burton (laughs) materials. This, this is that. And, and and peppered in a little bit of Southland Tales. This is the movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that's not an insult to the movie. It's just what this. This is so from the 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 repo logo. It is so two thousand and eight. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> the cover six. Yeah. Yeah, like the cover art of it and just everything about the movie. You're like, wow. Even like <laughs> even like a hard a nerd like me, I was like, ooh, the old twisted. Uh, the old uh, twisted, uh, what's it? I'm blanking on it. Like um, the font. Yeah, no, the um, the old twisted pictures logo, the old oh, Lionsgate yeah, logo. Pictures. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, damn, okay. So, um, I do. So, I did love the intro of this movie, uh, starting with the comic, the comic, and setting the stage for everything. That was really neat. Yeah, I yeah, I definitely love the opening of it because it's like. With a movie like this, you don't know what to expect. And you're like, okay, so how we how as the audience is like how are we gonna like learn about what's going on in this movie? Like how did all of this begin? Like how are they gonna tell the story? And like watching the movie, you're like, that's the perfect way to explain what's yeah. all going on. A comic it, strip. And it makes sense, because uh, they blended the style and the looks all well together. That was the first thing that stood out, like, because, uh, you know, it's, I know it's a low-budget movie, but it had, like, it has a lot of money, and, you know, $8.5 million in 2006 is a, is a decent chunk, and I'm like, they're using it all. Everything they want is on screen. It's awesome. And it actually goes to the only really two fun facts I pulled from it, where it's part of the middle of a planned trilogy. Um... Which I totally, after the movie, you're like, I get it. Like, totally get it. Um, and then that Paris Hilton was so passionate about the film that uh, production got halted. And then she did a appearance at a nightclub to raise the $50,000 to uh, you know fund it. And she's not even a producer. So I thought that was really yes. cool. But I do want to talk about Paris Hilton's choice of movies. Because I imagine yes. you've seen some of Paris Hilton's movies. Yes, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of a fan. I like, I don't have no issues with Paris Hilton. Oh, I, this isn't a, this <laughs> yeah. is, uh, I know. Comment. yeah, this isn't a shitter, but she is part of one of the worst horror movies I have ever seen in my okay. life. I could probably guess which one it is, but please guess. Nine Lives? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. We yep. put that on. And there was one person paying attention by the end of it. I was like, how the hell do you know these characters' names? Wait, they, that was the most boring. Anyway, that's why I said it. It's not, you know, good for House of Wax, Gem, even the hottie and the naughty oh, for gosh. So Bad It's Good has its <laughs> has its moments. I But Nine Lives, I can't get behind. I yeah, I I think I watched it that one time. Like I remember going well. Was that the library? Was it like on Sci-Fi? It was one of those. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, Paris Hilton, because I was a big right fan of. Yeah, I was like a big fan of her reality show with Nicole Richie, mm-hmm. The Simple Life. So I was like, anything uh, Paris Hilton. I watched that movie. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, uh, there was another one I saw about probably when you watched that. She was in. It was her on the cover, and it was like a. It was a drama, and it was called The Hills, I think, with the Z. Oh, it was God. like a like a yeah. teen drama ish, but it wasn't the hills, the MTV yeah. hills. Not good, also, but Nine Lives. Yeah, we picked it for. We were hanging out on those Saturdays, and we said, uh, "I read online a game you could play where you pick a slasher, and then you everyone guesses the characters that die." We're like, "This will be perfect. It looks bad." 
no, it was a terrible pick for that, and the game was not fun for anyone because we didn't play. <laughs> um, but back to uh, Repo. Um, so we get this kind of story, and uh, they just set up the uh, the really the reality for us, and it's it's um, there's a genetic way to re- to revive organs to save lives because uh, there's also an illness going around that's taking them out. I believe that's what it, that and. Paul Savini, I'm going to use the, probably the actors' names in a hybrid of them, is um, the, basically the corrupt businessman politician swooping in and saving the day. And, um, you know, then we get to, uh, I guess, our narrator before the credits, which is the grave robber. Yes. Um, and he just kind of gives us this this heads up of um this is what goes on and then there's they're singing about the repo man who goes around stealing people repossessing the organs that were given um and this is about what 20 years later after the initial like thing and the world is just dystopian Uh uh-huh um so i don't know did i i said i told before i don't think we missed anything with that that just the beats of the intro Oh, no, you pretty much got all of it. Like, we're introduced to, like, the antagonist and the narrator, mm-hmm. and we're learning about the history of, like, what happened back yeah. in the day and, like, how they came about with the whole repo of the organs. And, yeah. They really did build a world. Um, and they did the one part they did give us my notes is there's also reference like a black market of uh of organs too and because of the way this has gone there's all different lanes of repossession and they use it also as like you know a drug metaphor and uh-huh. like this is a big uh it's actually a really good medic metaphor on like healthcare i think that's the whole purpose of this story yeah um and it it lands um yeah so we get to t- well, oh, sorry. I was going to ask you, like, what were your thoughts on, um, like, our narrator, the grave robber? Oh, well, <laughs> my first thought was wigs. There's just so many wigs. The wig game is out of control in this movie. Everywhere. Um, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, they're supposed to be wearing the wigs. But at some points, I wasn't. The narrator's interesting. He, he, he has that, like, uh, what's the the band um the panic at the disco like oh. vibe of that one music video or if you saw the um are you for the dark uh uh mini series they had with mr top hat like that's what i was getting it's very like uh and he's really engaging a little flamboyant and like you know he's doing a very musical theater piece and yeah um at one point though is like is he real that's my thing I'm like this is this guy actually real because he just kind of pops in and out Right. My initial reaction, though, was, "Oh, so this is this this is the type of singing we're getting." <laughs> yeah, I I love the Gray Robert, and like, I I mean, rewatching this for our recording, I was just like, "Oh, I I I really like the Gray Robert." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun, it, it's a good setup, and I do actually like. Um, he gives you some breathing room in certain scenes too, where yeah. like he pops in and we kind of cut a little tension every he pops up. Um, yeah, and then every set looks like the best uh, haunted house set you've ever seen, like uh, like haunted attraction ride you've ever been on. Yeah, I can. I like the set of this movie. I get. I'm getting like universal Halloween yeah. night vibes from yeah. it. It's great. And I'm like, I want to go there. <laughs> yeah. I will pay money for that. I'd come sing to me. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Can uh, I join, please? I'll tag along. <laughs> I'll put on some I'll put on some leather and then go sing over there <laughs> and put some makeup on. Um but no it, it uh it starts off really strong and like it, it lets you know what it is. And one thing I really liked is everyone's on board. And then this cast to me is absolutely fucking bonkers oh yeah because it's not just paris hill and i think that's the easy choice of like look at paris <laughs> hill and in it it's paul savino for me yeah um i'm a big fan of goodfellas so i was like paulie from goodfellas <laughs> doing like you know he jumped at the opportunity not to play a mobster uh yeah he and 
it's it is funny because like they really probably only got like one like legit like had to be theater like actual person from the theater for uh was it Meg uh Mag Blind Mag oh, like she yeah. could sing. That's that's clean right there. Yeah. I know the the like what did it for me was like Alexa Vega because it's like we're, spy kids. We, yeah we're the same age so it's like spy kids it's like ah! my notes <laughs> just has her written as spy kid because I yeah. it was like I. Until later, I realized her name was Shiloh. I was like, oh, okay, Spy Kid. It's just like same with uh, Repo Man himself. Yeah. Uh, her, I have a Giles down. Yeah. For Buffy. Yeah. Or actually now, uh, and then I was also like, oh, it's also weird. He's like the bad guy in Ted Lasso. Yeah, Anthony <laughs> Hurt. No, not Hurt. Anthony Head. Head. Yeah. And I love him. I'm like, oh. I didn't know he could sing too. Like I love him, <laughs> and it's just nice to see him in the role as like as Nathan, aka was, the Repo Man. Like that was surprising oh. to me. I was like, oh shit, it's him. I um, so yeah, we could jump around wherever. Um, and Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley. What is Bill Mosley from? Uh, that, why um, am I blanking? Texas. He played uh, Chop Top from like Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Yes. He he's in um. Yeah, he was a fun, uh, his character in this. I mean, if he does his thing, he, they get him to go a little crazy in this. Yeah. He has, like, he has, his character is, like, such a hothead. He's like, I'm happy, yada, yada, I'm gonna chop your head off! I'm like... He knew the assignment. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, oh, the, the, the kids, the, the, the loathing that Paul Savina has for his kids, because, I don't know why, but he does. Um, and then his kids have that same um, hot to cold. Um, so um, basically, we do get the thing of uh, we start off a lot with the Paul Savini character. Um, I'll just call him Polly. It's just gonna be easier for me <laughs> to say Polly. Uh, but organ repossessions are all legal because of him. And basically we reveal he has an illness he has a terminal illness and mm -hmm. i feel like that is what kicks us off to meeting our other characters because we first meet um uh shiloh like in a graveyard and she's like lost seemingly looking for organ like like there's this the song that plays and the grave robber's there and then he takes her into um he takes her in this mausoleum and there's just like a ton of dead bodies. Right. Like so many dead bodies and the grave robber's like jackpot. Cause the yeah. cops are after him. And then she wakes up and her head's all bald. And she's like, I wrote like, I guess, Oh, I guess it was a dream. Right. Yeah. So like her character, I guess has a fascination with insects. Because like there's like this weird insect, cause she's like she's at her mom's um at her mom's like tomb and she comes across this insect and she like pulls out her book that's like all about insects and that mm -hmm. like right to the page it's glowing yeah, yeah no thank you for the calling the insect part um and then so yeah I wrote that tomb though that tomb must stink oh <laughs> world must smell yeah he's like uh, jackpot like like. And he takes, so, like, another big thing about, like, this movie is, like, a majority of the people living in this world have an addiction to Zydrate. And it's, like, a euphoric, like, addictive painkiller that you can get from dead bodies. And, so, it, it, and it will, like, supplement the feeling you get from, like, repo surgery. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. I completely would have scared. <laughs> um, but that is a big part of this and infuses a lot of the other characters. Um, and she goes back and we meet that Anthony head is her father. And, and basically, I don't even hide it. Like, whatever it knows, like he's, he's, he's drugging her. I mean, he's taking her pills, but it's, it's obvious as day that he's drugging her. He's like, you can't leave this room. It's like a very like frozen scenario. Yeah. It's like, you have a rare blood disease and you have to stay in this room and that she's our antagonist because everyone else in this movie is a terrible human being. <laughs> she's like, I'm 17. I deserve to be living out in this world and checking out stuff. Like, do you want to yeah. live in this world and check out stuff? <laughs> An early note. Also I had was, 
don't you just expect like a version of Batman to swoop in? Like this just looks like this Gotham. Looks like, yeah, this looks like Gotham. Repo and Paul and Polly are just villains, and like Batman has to clean up these streets, but he can't actually clean them up. That was like it looks like Gotham, and I kind of just want to see that Gotham movie. Let's make like, it happen. This is the <laughs> this is the Batman and Robin uh, world, the George Clooney one, just forty years later. I I'm a sucker for Batman and Robin. Oh, That's I'm not what... I'm not knocking on it. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm just. <laughs> Uh, oh, it, it has its it has its charm. Um, I always say, if I was a kid, I was like, "That's the best thing in the world." And I grew up, and I was like, "Okay, I get it. I still enjoy it." I would fight yeah. as a as a nine year old. I would fight you to the death. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. Um, so uh, they're in Gotham. I wrote that as Gotham. They're but she, yeah, she really just wants to escape the world. There's quite a bit of songs about that and that's the other thing that really shined to me is like the choices they the filmmakers had to pick when they start singing and just talking Mm -hmm. it's like they couldn't stay in a lane for the (laughs) rock opera yeah and i know like some people especially like first time like like viewers of this movie they're like they're put off with like all the singing they're like can't they just talk like why i know what i signed off for (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like it was pretty cool because i'm like I don't know if I would have liked it if they were like talking. Like I the song no. the music in this movie is just I love the music. I I listen to the soundtrack sometimes and it's like I don't think I would have liked it if it was just like talk, 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 song. Talk. No, and I, I like <laughs> I like the more leaning into the rockness of yeah. the, like the like it's clearly there's a, a set tone, they're not jumping all over the place. Like the last musical I watched, or movie musical I watched, was the worst thing I saw in 2021, was Uh-oh. Dear Evan Hansen. I refuse to watch the movie it's version of shit. it. It's dog shit. Um, <laughs> just there's no redeeming things. It was like, we were laughing at it, but um, but that, I'm not going to compare this. This is leaps and bounds better than that. But, um, so they have that, and then... Uh yeah, my one note. The lead is Spy Kids. I didn't realize <laughs> it until I like Googled it. Uh so so we do get a reveal though that uh we do get her backstory of her being kept away and that he had to use that Nile that Giles uh Anthony Head had to use um repo basically on the wife or was it was it Z or Repo on the <sighs> when the when she was being born. His mother. Her so, mother. from my understanding, it was like the mom was sick and he tried uh, some type. They had, I don't think they uh, talk about the medicine that he okay. used to try like, to make her feel better. Because later on in the story, we find out that, um, um, oh my gosh, I forgot his name. Sorry, uh, uh, well, this Polly. Polly, yeah, we find out Polly. I, I know that's not the right name, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we find out like that his character put poison in the medicine which causes uh marnie to die and yeah all that stuff but yeah i think with um which was a we which also is like i was like oh he meant to poison um reap uh went to point uh repo man himself and she took it by accident yeah yeah she uh, was ha- they were in love yeah like she was really sick and with Nathan being a doctor, he's like, I'm going to find the cure to her illness. And when he thought he found the cure, that's when Homeboy was like, ah, 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 I'm going to put poison <laughs> in it. But, so, um, yeah. But, um, so Blind Mag had the, she had the repo. Blind yes, Mag did. My, Blind Mag did. And uh, between then, going back a little bit, um, you know, she's locked away. Your mother died during childbirth. And because of that, because of the birthing process and repo with Nathan, yeah, yeah, he's a doctor. Nathan's a doctor. or That's what he is. And that's what um, Shiloh thinks. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> really. The patient. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie is when she's out in the world. I know I'm jumping here and just completely <laughs> stop my thought. Is she's out in the world and he's working on a body and he's just like, I'm with the page. He's like, where are you? He's like, you'll be home. And she's like, don't worry about being home. Like, <laughs> I love that scene. Um, so, um, 
sorry. Uh, so the drugger, and then we get a, we get a little bit of Paris, and uh, there's a song in the middle of this about fucking, which is like like talking about like fucking sisters and brothers and oh my. <laughs> by Poppy, and he's wild and bonkers, and and he has uh, a face mask. He was getting his he was getting his leather face on. <laughs> that is a that's a good leather face. Just the and I love that the the makeup of it's just a little peeled back. Um, and then we get a little our first little introduction of Paracel in here, not full on. This is kind of what I thought. This is like, follow me. This is the trying to be sexiest least sexy movie I've ever watched. <laughs> At least for me, I was like, okay, like everyone's going we're going for full sex appeal but it's like doing the reverse yeah <laughs> yeah and i think it's funny like with paris hilton a little fun fact it was like the the uh director was like no i don't want to give her an audition because it's paris hilton like she doesn't have the chops to play this character and paris hilton was like hold my poodle I'm going to come up to this, like, audition, dress up like Amber Sweet, and I'm going to kill it. And I'm like, see, that's a lesson learned. Like, don't knock it. Like, don't knock she, Paris Hilton because it's Paris Hilton. Like, She was great. And this this was probably the best movie I've ever seen of Paris Hilton's. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and she was perfect as Amber Sweet. Like, really fun. I love the end shot, too. Not the final, final shot, but uh, there's one shot of her where she's, like, you know, without all the, the, the repo surgery. And she looks like Freddy Krueger um, lit up in, I think, Freddy vs. Jason when he has those, like, like the demon look Freddy with, like, the real, like, oh, red yeah. lighting. She looks just like him. Ooh, can we get Paris Hilton to be the new Freddy remake? <laughs> like, if you could get that past, if you could make that, like, get that through with, like, all these crazy horror fans... Sure, she'd come go in for it. And she'd be like, that's hot. But that's like be hot good at slash. Yes, slash, slash, that's hot. But she'd be good at it. Alright, I have a new goal in life now. Paris, I'll call your agent. <laughs> um, but so that that was our first introduction. And that was like I wish I remember the names of the songs of everything. Um that was probably like the weirdest song of the, of the whole movie. It was like sandwiched in there. Like we need we need the song about fucking. Yeah, and then it's like her and one of her brothers get into it. She needs him, and then he she like licks like yeah, his ear. And I'm little, like, oh, incestual. It's a very demented world, and uh, I mean, I guess it like it does mirror our shitty politicians too, because like Paul, uh, God, I wish I just remembered his name, but Paul Savino, Roddy, Roddy, thank you, Roddy is that right to the world he's presenting as this, 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 he's done it all. And he runs the opera house and he cured the world, but his family's so fucked up. Uh Uh-huh. I just want to know who their mama was. Yeah, they didn't (laughs) get into that. Oh, Like, he was so hooked on Marnie. It's like, okay, obviously you moved on because... It might be, um, it could be one of those situations that have three different mothers. True. A little Nikki situation. Oh yeah, true. And they are—they all seem to be older than Shiloh too. So maybe previous marriage. But I still want to know who the mama was or mommy. Yeah, we'll get that. We'll get that. Uh, third movie <laughs> or second movie, I should say. So I imagine he wanted to do it like like Star Wars. <laughs> it worked backwards. Um, or forward. I don't know. Who how that fucking thing works. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, I wrote at one point. I'm absolutely obsessed with Paul Savino because it was when he was in the limo. He picks her up in the limo. Um, so one thing he does do, and he he reaches out to uh, Shiloh and says, "If you want to know, like basically, meet me at your mom's tomb. You want to know that, like, I have the truth for you." And she's like, "All right," because somehow she's locked away, but she's able to get in and out of this house so easily. <laughs> Um, that's the fun. Another thing I want to say is like the repo man part is really just like, I feel like a name for the movie. Like he's Uh like a support, he's just a supporting character. Yeah. Um, she goes there and she gets picked up, uh, by Paulie in this limo 
And he basically lays out like, oh, you didn't know the full story of my <laughs> relation to all of you. And uh, she's starstruck, too, when she finds out that um, she gets to meet uh, the, 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 the Blind the, Mag. The Blind Mag, yeah. Because um, she's all she's done is watch this opera on TV and these things for, I assume, her whole life. Um, and she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll go. And she goes and go to the circus. And then we get another grave robber. Uh, and he he pops right out, and she goes, "You're real." <laughs> and I already thought it because I, I was like, at first I thought he was like a drop dead Fred to her. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, because he does seem like a ghostly figure of her imagination. No many really interacts with him. I mean, yes, except for like the people who want the Zydrate. He's the Zydrate pusher. Um. So we do get that, right? And there's this, like... And please stop me if I'm missing anything uh, during this. Um, he kind of lays... Paul... Uh, Paulie... Or Gatto... Lay... Roddy... Gatto, who the fuck's Gatto? Roddy <laughs> lays this out to her. Like, everything that's going on. Obviously, he leaves out, like, I drugged your mom. You know, blah, blah, blah. I fucking hate... Your dad is actually a... Uh, breaks legs for me. Yeah. <laughs> um... That's what he is. He's a he's a, he's, a, he's the repo man's the muscle of the uh for the mob. And yep. um he, he like blackmails Nathan because he's like, Oh my gosh, Nathan, you killed Marnie, like I got this dirt on you, mm-hmm. but there's a way for you to pay it off. You could be my repo man. <laughs> like I can I, I'm gonna hold Marnie's death above your head for the rest of your <sighs> life. Yeah. So he's just been gutting and cutting for 17 years. Yep. And he's like, people know who the Repo Man is around town. He's feared. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Gotti's been really... Gotti. I'm just <laughs> thinking of mob movies because... Of, uh, Roddy. Roddy is just, is just hanging over his head and... Um, but she doesn't know that, right? Shiloh doesn't know that. And, um, but she meets, uh, Blind Mag and there's like an instant connection. And we do get the Blind Mag's backstory that, you know, she signed her life away over to Roddy to get her eyes because she was blind. And then in order to get her eyes and her life was, well, we own your eyes. So you have to sing in this opera for the rest of your life. Yep. And spoiler, she is also the godmother of Shiloh. And she thought that Shiloh had died along with Mari. So she was like, wait a minute. Like, you're alive? (laughs) She would have been there. Like, there's a a connection. Um, And I, I blame both. I, I blame Reaper. I blame Nathan and, and for a lot of this. It's a blank. I blame Marnie. I blame Roddy. I blame Nathan. Like those are the top three people I blame is like them, especially yeah. Marnie. <laughs> well, eh, she didn't have a say. She died before it happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, so. she, was, she was with Roddy for a minute. And then she's like, Oh, I fell in love with Nathan. Yeah, like she, does she broke his heart. Okay. So if she didn't break his heart, maybe we don't have this dystopian future. Ooh. Right? True, true, true. Like, that, that to me, when we get to their... Uh, and the cool thing about this, I think I've failed to mention, is we get more of the comic... When we need story told, we get more of these comic book interludes of what's going on, and they're so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's what I got from the one about... When they told us about that, was like... The, things were still pretty normal. Like he wasn't as um uh they didn't have as much like bloodlust or like money blind. So I believe if Marnie had lived or stayed with Roddy, that maybe this world doesn't exist. Yeah, you got a good, you got a point there. But I I know like we're we're all human. We can't help but who we love. Yeah. But, <laughs> but there's a but way she did to him dirty. Yeah, there's a way to do it too. Uh, and it also sounds like 
you know, Nathan, uh, they all were, they all knew they're all so intertwined and they work together. So, um, so yeah, blind mag was best friends with Marnie and, uh, but blind mags like kind of life is cold and her eyes look amazing. Those that make, yeah, it's, it reminded me of, um, it had to have been the point that they looked like the big eye paintings. Yeah, because I remember when I first watched this movie, I was like, her eyes? Like, they're so, like, big, but they're, like, beautiful at the same time. And it's like, and they're also, like, little projection, like, player, like, little yeah. projectors. Yeah, <laughs> Do you think that was also maybe because of, um, she was early in the repo process? So it was an early, like, um, like an earliest surgery? Because other people so. look pretty normal with the repo. I mean, except for... During that one, I think it's one of the sons. Every time he starts singing, he just rips off his shirt. Oh, to show the scars. <laughs> Man couldn't give a, a song without being like his nips. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, but so we get all of that, and in the meantime, now we now we get Shiloh dragged away from um. Uh, from this like little carnival, and this is when she has the conversation earlier with her dad, or like right around there before that. But the grave robber drags her away to yes. the to the alley to introduce her to uh, Z or Zydri. Yes. And um, my basically, favorite song yeah, in the whole movie. I was gonna ask what your favorite song was. <laughs> he does, he does whip it. Um, and he gives this song, and then out of nowhere, we see Amber Sweet, Paris Hilton. <laughs> walk right up and she's she's a you know a better term she's a drug addict uh yep. for this um and uh he he gives her the injection right in her thigh and she has her uh she has her s&m bodyguards around <laughs> they're just like here we go again like, yes, <laughs> yes, we could get it for you we, amber we could get you the zydra you don't have to go in the alley you're you're you know borderline like royalty around here right <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, um, with the whole Zydre thing, um, it's becoming an issue with, because the grave robbers, like I said at the beginning of the movie, grave robbers will be executed because, um, what's it called? Uh, Jinko, they created, like, their own version of the Zydre, and they're like, they're money hungry, they're like, Mm -hmm. we don't want grave robbers going out getting the legit stuff. Like, going through people's graves and, like, taking it from the bodies. Like, here it is. Like, we want you to pay money for it. Like, it's a really good, like, the the movie as a metaphor works on a few levels. It's, like, a really good, excuse me, or an analogy, I should say, um, for, like, the opioid epidemic. Yeah. Right? Uh, But, yeah, so there's all these different types of zydrate going around. But there's really only one pure source, and that's from the bodies. and I don't know. I don't, you might have to help me out with my note. One note just said wigs. So I guess during that scene, there were some crazy wigs. I don't remember which wig. And then I also wrote, I would love to see a 12-year-old do this for a school play. Woo! <laughs> love it. That would be... I mean, let's, you know, let's take away some of the, the skin shown, but... Uh-huh. They would have uh, to perform this whole play with turtlenecks. And all that stuff, like, that you can't, yeah. But just some of the stuff would be phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. It'd be fun. They're never going to do it. Uh, perform Zydrate Anatomy, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then, um, and then we do get a reveal, like, she gets back to her room, you know, and... And this is when Mag shows up, to conf- uh, Blind Mag shows up when she's in her room to confront um, her and, and Repo Man. And kind of they all lay it out in line. And uh, Shiloh's just pretty confused at this point as a character. Um, and then I have a question for you because I feel like I missed it. She runs away with this like, or not runs away, but like, yeah, Shiloh runs away with this like Larry David looking guy. Guy with a big mustache. Larry David doesn't have a mustache, but the man looked like Larry David with a big mustache. Right. Uh, and I, I was trying to figure out where, when and where that happened. <laughs> I got a good question. I'm trying to look back like mustache guy. Uh, it was so quick. And it was just what I noticed. Um, 
But uh, right before then, this is kind of when we're, I, I think, leaning towards, like, I guess to compare it to another, like, storytelling or movies, like, it's basically the, like, how could you lie to me? How could you hate me? That, like, a father and daughter would have in a movie. And she runs away and yeah. flying mag. And she runs to the opera house. Because she's invited for premium seats. <laughs> oh, and don't forget the whole I'm 17 song with yes. special guest <laughs> Joan Jett. Yeah, I read that after. Good for them. <laughs> I think at this time Joan Jett played at County Fair a few years before from where I grew up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I didn't miss yeah, I, I think I missed that year. We had a we used to have county fairs where they would get big names like to come by and then the they stopped doing them, but it was fun for when it did. Um, yeah, I forgot. So I'm 17 again has Joan Jett. And I mean, she is a passionate 17 year old. She could be out on her own, but she does need those drugs. Yeah. <laughs> drugs. Drugs. Poison. <laughs> um, that really fucked me up at the end of the movie. That reveal. Yeah. Um, Cause it's like, Okay, so we have the whole situation with Shiloh finding out about Blind Mag being her godmother and this and that. And you're like, oh, that's it? Okay. And it's like towards the end of the movie, you're like, there's more? <laughs> like, you've been poisoning her too? Like, you're the fake stuff? What? That, so, I know I'm jumping all over the place and plenty of other people want to get into but that that reveal where it was like, her relationship with her father is just Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> there was no... Yeah. um forgiveness given between his death her i'm sorry the reveal of well yeah i've been i've been poisoning you to stay mine in this house for 17 years right um to uh to his death and she's like dad it doesn't matter she's crying and i'm like there's there's no there's no time in between i i like i get it but it's just stockholm syndrome it's it's uh uh, I might be using the wrong words there, but it's she's just groomed essentially just to be with her father. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, okay, well, it's kind of too late for that. <laughs> I think this walk so Frozen could be a hit. <laughs> I watched Frozen that one time. I was like, I'm, I saw it I'm, once. I'm good. I saw it once. I actually fell asleep on it. <laughs> uh, so, but I do know that's about a, a girl being locked away in a house because of her parents. Um, so, um, yeah, so they, they, uh, a little before then though, we do get like, I think a really cool Paris Hilton and her brothers, like fi- she gets her face revealed and they're all really struggling. Like her face is falling off or she needs new repo. And I mean, her father is funding the whole thing, but that family is so far gone. And Paul's, you know, it seems like this whole thing has just been his end game. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's like, he, like, he's, his terminal illness is about to get him, and he's like, okay, like, I need to sign his will, I need to pass my company over, I don't want my kids to have it, because that, they are, yeah. all three are hot messes, I'm just gonna have Shiloh take over my company. I was like, uh-oh. And he's pretty trusting a Shiloh at first, because the the song on the stage, which I, I love that, le- it's not the last song, but of the climax song that was very like meatloafy where they're like yeah. all going back and forth <laughs> and um he's like fight when she's having a break uh, sorry repo man gets like stabbed a little bit and and but she's she's like oh you need your medicine and he's like just uh what was he saying he's like you don't like, need it yeah just or, breathe through it like you breathe through it. oh that was great i was um, like he's being more of a dad than her actual dad yeah like, and he's he a bad dude. her. <laughs> They're all bad. Like, that's what I said. Every everyone except for Blind Mag and Shiloh, I think, are just like just garbage humans. <laughs> uh so um but um yeah, on stage Roddy reveals that Shiloh does not have a blood disease, but that Nathan has been poisoning her medicine, which is so fucked up. <laughs> um and yeah, basically, uh, everybody on stage dies. But I did. We forgot to reveal that um, this all happens 
what happens well before this big reveal is um uh, blind mags up on like like angelic almost like singing her opera song and it's really really pretty um this the song and and then she in her clinic stabs her eyes out because mm-hmm. she's like i rather die than i forget the word she's but it's like i rather die than see again yeah and um and then we cut to uh roddy and he's like he's like oh it's part of the show and to be honest, maybe I'm dumb. I was like, I believed it for a minute. And he did He did so early. So, like, with Roddy, he's that type of antagonist. Like, he wants to make sure he gets the final word in everything, the final mm-hmm. say. So, even though Blind Max, like, I'm going to put my eyes out. Ha <laughs> ha, sucks to be you. And Roddy's like, <laughs> sucks to be you. It cuts the robe, and it, she gets impaled. Yeah. On, like, the picket fence. It's like, damn. It's brutal. There's some brutal, brutal shit in this movie. <laughs> uh, and then he walks out back on stage to start revealing his truth through the show. And uh, I did write down, I was like, imagine, like, like this show's been going on forever. Being, like, a regular in this opera crowd and going, is, did they rewrite it? It's different this <laughs> week. <laughs> this didn't happen last week. This is not in the program. Yeah. This is new. <laughs> new cut. All right. Because, uh, like, Repo, an opera of Repo has been, like, the, the number one thing for, like, 20 years. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. I would just have a note. This ending number is wild. You used my <laughs> mother. Uh, I don't take good notes. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just this bloody mess on stage. And... Um, you know, Roddy uses his, his like basically dying breaths to shoot Nathan and, uh, and then he dies and he disowns all of his kids. And then, um, this is when Shiloh breaks down to her dad, which I still don't get after (laughs) what you just learned. Um, and then, um, and then honestly, she just, I just kind of fucking leaves and the audience I'm sure is like, huh? She leaves, right. she leaves, and we get very, like, flashing lights. Um, uh, it almost looked to me like, uh, maybe I overthought it too much, that, like, I was like, oh, cool. she's going to walk away, and did I just watch Repo the Opera? Was everything we just saw, like, the movie of this world? Right. It wasn't. But that's what the vibe I got for walking yeah. out. Yeah. And like, and, like, she has, like, her little... Her little song, and she's like, she has this opportunity to take over this company, and she's like, I'm done with all of this, like, and she, in her song, she's like, I'm finally free, like, I'm gonna do whatever I want, and that's exactly what she does. Like, yeah. Um, she's so like, it, bye. It, yeah, it, no, it, it ends really, really uh, uh, well, and then we do get a little post-credit scene. I uh, I almost turned it off. Uh, but I saw it, and then when she leaves, um, we get, uh, we see that, uh, Amber Sweet, Paris Hilton, is now the heir to Genko, and Genko is committed to helping restore, um, was it the, like, uh, basically help people out now. Uh-huh. Right? Like, they're, they're turning good, um, and she signs it over, and then leaves her uh puts the the company up for bidding and who is the highest bidder uh i have a why 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 am i blanking on who's the highest bidder because it's a really fun reveal um it was like one of the brothers because it was like the top three bidders oh Pavi, Pavi, yeah Pavi, the the one who uh had the fucking song earlier and the wild one Pavi is one of the three highest bidders instead of letting her um her uh one of her brothers uh own it yeah and then like with poppy um so amber like in her like performance because she's like i'm gonna be the performer and she had like this botched surgery so like during her performance her face falls off and so So like in the post credit scene she auctioned off the the face and Poppy's like, I want it. And he like, he wins the auction. And, and he's now he's wearing, wearing her, her face. face. It's so yes. fun. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, that, um, 
that is Repo the Musical as best as I can recant it. And then you can, do we miss anything or add anything? I feel like I glazed through a ton of shit. So apologies. You pretty much, we touched on like all the important parts. Yeah, there's like I there was a, like I can't, I kind of can't wait to revisit this or at least like sit with some friends. Um, there's a lot of fun things in it that I definitely like missed the first time. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and then we do get a little. I did say we do get a little. Uh, it was a little kind of outro from uh your favorite grave robber. He's okay. he pops up at the end. <laughs> um, get yeah, it. It's very like I think cliche right now to say, and on this show I don't we don't review anything, but this movie is just like a vibe, mm-hmm. um, and that's where I'm gonna stand with it. It's just it's just very much like if I'm feeling that way, I think this is gonna be my go-to, yeah. or like um, I can make a really fun drinking game from this. Ooh, and if you do, let me know about that game because I'm always down. I'll share. <laughs> I'll share. I'll share. I'll share. We'll yeah. zoom you. We'll zoom you in. Maybe you come to New Jersey. There's always room <laughs> on my couch. Yeah, I I agree with you. Like this movie is a definite, like a total vibe. Because I know, like every once in a while, I'm like, I'm in for a musical. What to watch? Like, yeah. oh no! And like, I love the soundtrack. The music in this movie are there is great. Zydrat Anatomy is my favorite song in. <laughs> I remember I went to like this alternative nightclub. Like they had like stripper poles, cages, like oh, awesome. playing anime and stuff. And they play some of the songs from the soundtrack. I'm like, this is perfect. oh, you probably lost it. That is your place. <laughs> I was like, this is my shit. <laughs> that is your place. That is awesome. I kind of want to go there. Um, that's fun. Uh, cool. So yeah, I think I think that covers it. I mean, this, this, like I said, I really thank you. This is a fun movie, and um, I'm happy you picked it because this uh, we was we rose this rose this from the grave for this one. Yes. Um, but uh, Ash, uh, having said all that, where can everyone find you? Yeah, so you can um, find me on Twitter. That's where I do most of my networking and all that fun stuff on Twitter, and it's Ash to Ashes. So it's Ash with an X in the middle, Ashes, and then I also have my Twitter page for Rise from the Dead, and that's for um, Rise from Dead Pod. Yeah, we'll have and, everything below yeah. as well for you. But yeah, if you want any, like suggestions on movies, or if you're having a hard time finding a movie, in the words of Michael, I'm the Oracle. I can help you out. <laughs> yeah, you're always, I like said, you brief following, you're always posting good recommendations, or just recommendations. Uh, and as always, you can find us here in Flower State of Fear or Flower State of Film. Stay frightful, everyone. Welcome to Flyover State of Fear.